Hi, this is Professor Jim Paisley. Are you tired of the five-minute news clips presented every night by the talking heads on the national news? Would you like to know what is really going on? I have taught American and European history for the past 27 years. I find it fascinating how history truly does repeat itself. When we watch the evening news, no one seems to know anything about how current events are all tied to the past. Critical race theory, crime in our cities, federal versus state powers, the Arab-Israeli conflict? How about international relations with Russia, China, and Europe? On my shows, I give a historical perspective to what is currently happening in our world. Join me weekly to find the true history behind what is happening today. follow-up to last week's show where we talked about isms, fascism, socialism, communism. I thought it was interesting. I found a great article by a fellow by the name of Brad Dress from TheHill.com talking about this latest issue of us all being semi-fascists. What in the world does that mean? Now, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu on Sunday called for President Biden to issue an apology after the president compared the Make America Great Again, otherwise known as MAGA, wing of the Republican Party, to semi-fascism last week. Now, Sununu told CNN's Dana Bash on State of the Union that the president's comments were horribly insulting. The fact that the president would go out and just insult half of America and effectively call half of America semi-fascists, Sununu said. He's trying to stir up controversy. He's trying to stir up this anti-Republican sentiment right before the election. It's horribly inappropriate. Now, at a Democratic National Committee fundraising event in Bethesda, Maryland last week, Biden said the U.S. was seeing either the beginning or the death knell of an extreme MAGA philosophy. He went on to say it's not just former President Trump, it's the entire philosophy that underpins the, I'm going to say something, it's like semi-fascism, said the president. Now, Biden has previously criticized the MAGA wing of the GOP, saying this is not your father's Republican Party, and calling it a different deal. Now, when we allow ourselves just to talk in these extremes, we polarize the country, Sununu told CNN on Sunday, adding that Biden on the campaign trail had said he was going to bring everybody together. And then to call half of America fascists? The GOP governor asked, he owes an apology. That's not appropriate. That isn't leadership, he said. Well, folks, I thought it might help if I provided some insight as to what a fascist is. If half of the U.S. is made up of fascists, we need to know what they stand for. Now, let's start with what life is like under a fascist regime. Now, fascist governments control the way people live. Those who criticize the government, 
or do not obey are punished. Wait, isn't that what Biden just did by calling his political opposition fascists? Those who criticize fascist governments must either leave the country, go to prison, or they're executed. Now, fascist leaders want to make their state strong and powerful. They claim that only the strongest and fittest in the population can survive. Now, with the help of a strong army, they go to war and expand their territory. Can you say BLM and Antifa? School teachers show children that only the state is important in a fascist regime. Pupils must exercise to stay healthy. Young organizations are often created in which children admire the state and learn their slogans and songs, and they are trained to march and follow the beliefs of the ruling party. Again, I have to scratch my head a little bit. Can you say critical race theory and gender studies for grade schoolers? Now, fascist governments try to give all people work, mainly in the industries they need. Again, solar panels and electric cars. They build roads, hospitals, and industries, which help them to rise to power. And they do help the people in that respect. In fascist countries, no other political parties are allowed. The government controls the newspapers, radio, and television. Uh, national media? There is no freedom of speech. Social media censorship? Now, what am I missing here? Is not the very thing Biden is accusing the MAGA Republicans of? The very same thing he and his party have been doing since he took office? You would think that the president would steer as far away from the word fascism as he could. Why in the world would anyone ever want to turn to fascism? All we have to do, folks, is look at our history for the answer. That's right, history again. Now, people in Europe had lost faith in democratic forms of government following World War I. They began to look for alternatives that would bring them out of the devastating World Depression, rebuild their failed economies and their weakened militaries. They were suffering from runaway inflation, supply line shortages, open borders, crime, threats by China and Russia. Oh my goodness, isn't that the same thing we're dealing with? Now, Mussolini in Italy and Hitler in Germany promised to return their countries to greatness. Once in office, however, these fascist dictators suspended all civil rights and began a program of terrorism against their own citizens. Italy and Germany then helped the fascist leader, Francisco Franco, gain power in Spain in hopes of solidifying their strength in Europe. Now, as stated earlier, the world experienced a severe economic depression after World War I. In Europe, the Great Depression caused many citizens to lose faith in their democratic governments. Recent polls here showed that many Americans have lost faith in our government. Now, in many countries, people turned to extremist political groups. Some turned to communism. Others turned to fascism. People began looking for new leaders to help them solve their problems and rebuild their countries. Now, often these new leaders became dictators or rulers without, with complete power and control over their countries. Many of these dictators believed in denying people civil rights. Fascist dictators eventually rose to power in Italy, Germany, and Spain. Now, fascism was a new political movement that emphasized autocratic 
and nationalist policies. The fascists believed that the state or the nation's government must be all-powerful. I'm going to say that again. Fascists believed that the state or the government should be all-powerful. Rights of the individual were less important than those of the state. That is what we're seeing with the protests over the Supreme Court decision to turn the abortion issue back to the states and therefore the people. It is also clear to see that the federal government thinks they know what is best when it comes to immigration, and therefore they ignore the concerns of the border states and the people who live there. Do we even need to discuss education, folks? Obviously, the federal government thinks they know what's best when it comes to educating your children. Folks, the list goes on and on. Benito Mussolini in Italy, Adolf Hitler in Germany, and Francisco Franco in Spain were three such fascist dictators that gained control of their countries. Now, when their reigns ended, Hitler and Mussolini left their countries in near ruin. Millions of people had died, and the world had fought its Second World War. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like being compared to these three three folks simply because I don't agree with the policies of Joe Biden. Now, fascism itself. After World War I, Benito Mussolini organized the fascist movement. He derived the word fascist from the ancient Roman symbol of authority, the fasces. It's a bundle of rods surrounding an axe. Now, this was like the symbol of the Roman Senate, if you will. This picture was meant to suggest the power of a strong central government uniting all its people in one goal. Fascists favored dictatorship and nationalism. They opposed democracy and communism. Fascists believed that democratic governments were weak and inefficient. Fascists supported the seizure of power by force and violence, and they believed that dictatorship was a strong and efficient form of government. Under fascism, the government can control every aspect of human activity. This is called a totalitarian state. Now, fascists exaggerated the accomplishments of their nation. Huh. Can you say 0% inflation? They supported imperialism so their nation could develop and rule an empire. They glorified war and claimed that military might was proof of the nation's strength and vitality. Only superior nations would have power in the world. Now, the fascists opposed the communist ideals of Marxism, so they're not communist, folks. They did not support the idea of a classless society or a worldwide revolution of the working class and peasants. They believed that having a property-owning class and a worker class would maintain a stable and healthy economy. Huh, maybe I am a fascist. So let's review where we are. Fascism is any system of government where where the people have what they consider a mainstream, state-of-the-art government compatible with their culture and make one additional modification. They install a leader who gives them such hope and unity that they entrust him to make occasional exceptions to the law for important and pragmatic reasons. Sound familiar? Fascist regimes can vary widely because of the whims of the leader tend to result in a changing and somewhat incoherent mishmash of rules like a new parent with a two-year-old. Also, fascism can develop in diverse cultures with unique problems. Another difference in fascist regimes 
is that early-stage fascism, where the leader has made only a few popular exceptions to the law, looks significantly different than late-stage fascism, where the leader's will has entirely supplanted the law. Now, although fascist regimes have several common characteristics, the only principle common to all fascist regimes is unity. Everything else can vary depending on the will of the leader, which is a triumph of practicality over any kind of principles. Now, some characteristics of each fascist regime are common, more common than the others. For example, the probable path to fascism is likely to begin when the people can feel convinced that they are all in agreement on the direction their government should take, and when they also feel that they are currently faced with an overwhelming crisis for which their system of government lacks the authority or the will to manage effectively. Now, for the good of everyone, the leader must have the power necessary to fix any problem as well as the power to unite everyone. Therefore, any threat to the leader's will is thus a threat to the people themselves. Therefore, any form of repression is reluctantly accepted as being justified. Well, now, wait a minute. I'm struggling here. Is it Trump or Biden that's the fascist? Who is trying to restrict the other party? Now, fascism tries to respect state-of-the-art governments, such as the right to private property, private business, and self-defense. But these increasingly become illusions because all wealth and all activity by any individual or any organization becomes increasingly regulated and controlled for the good of everyone as a leader sees new ways to optimize the use of money and labor and to eliminate opposition. Now, the obsession of the people with unity tends to result in peer pressure to conform, and thus anyone who engages in political dissent is going to be bullied. You bunch of MAGA-loving, deplorable fascists, you. As the fascist regime matures, such bullying is likely to become extreme. Faith in the government, and especially in the leader, increasingly becomes cult-like, as competing sources of faith, hope, and unity, such as a religion, are supplanted by government. Fascism tries to respect the rule of law and due process, but the rule of law and due process increasingly become illusions as the law increasingly gives way to the will of the leader. However, the will of the leader might increasingly be interpreted as the law, and the leader tends to overturn existing law only for very important and pragmatic reasons, which thus maintains the illusion of the rule of law, when in fact it is the opposite of the rule of law. Well, there you have it, folks. I don't know about you, but I'm really confused now. Based on the research I've done, I don't know who the, fa- who the fascists in this country are. Is it the Trump following, MAGA Republicans? Or maybe it's the far-left woke gang of four, led by Ocasio-Cortez. Maybe it's just all the Republicans or all Democrats. Where do Bernie Sanders and the Libertarians fit in? You know what I think? I don't think it's any one of these groups. That's right, none of them. I think our founding fathers had it right when they set this government up. Unfortunately, over the years, the federal government itself, 
held at different times by all political parties, has become the fascist behemoth controlling all our lives. Perhaps the answer is to start fresh. Set the clock back to 1789, folks. Go back to the limited federal government that our founders designed. And leave the damn thing alone. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for this segment. Thanks for listening to True History with Professor Jim Paisley. See you next time.